This message is made available by the partners and friends of Breakthrough Miracle Life. Catch our live broadcast every Wednesday and Sunday on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and on internet radio at mixlr.com forward slash B R E A K T H R U. Second Corinthians and chapter 5 and verse 16, the Bible says, So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ this way, we do so no longer. We do so no longer. From now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. I'm reading from the NIV. Though we once regarded Christ, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. So, uh, this you know, you may have heard this a million times. You may have read this and felt like it ministered to you. Uh, but this uh, scripture or this word, uh, it comes to us inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, in this season, to reveal to us uh, what we need to know. You know, many of us, you know, from time to time, when we grow, when we get to know something, we think, eh, I know that, you know. There's a level of comfort that comes to us because of, of, of certain maturity that we, we may have attained. But, you know, when I read this scripture, and, you know, we like to emphasize that salvation is a process. We are in progress. You know, we were saved. We are being saved and we shall be saved. Uh, I like to see these scriptures from that uh, progressive point of view. Because, you see, yesterday or today, you may have still regarded Christ after the flesh. The quality of the outcome of your life depends on the quality of the revelation of God that you have. The quality of the outcome of your life, spiritually speaking, depends on the quality of the revelation of God that you have. And we've since come to learn experientially that the revelation of God is progressive. How you knew God last week is not how you know him today. How you knew God two years ago is not how you know God today. So you can say with confidence, you see, uh, using this scripture, that, you know, though we once regarded Christ in this way, how? From a worldly point of view. You see, our revelation of Christ is ever growing. You, you don't know him now the way you'll know him tomorrow. Assuming you are going to still be growing. But if you think you know him enough, then for sure uh, that's a miserable situation. Praise the Lord. The, the scripture, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's such ministry. Uh, you see, most times when we preach this scripture, sometimes there are people who feel like, no, this scripture is for somebody else, not me. <laughs> 
There's, there's sometimes we feel like, you know, it's for only the non-believers or for the infant Christians. No, uh, that cannot be so. See, he's talking to the Corinthian church. He's talking from, uh, you know, he's talking to a people who are, you know, uh, walking in the gifts, enjoying the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, but yet still cannot. They had expressions of carnality, yet they were walking in all these manifestations. They were enjoying these manifestations. As a matter of fact, you know, Paul had to help them to write to them and tell them, hey, look, this is how you manage <laughs> these manifestations. He says, I know you like to prophesy, but hey, one by one, one by one, I know you're excited about what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life, but hey, look, some order. We, you see, he instituted some order, but you know, uh, why did this come my way? I was, I was, you know, as uh, Pastor Noah mentioned to me that I would be ministering just about um, uh, two hours ago. So I, you know, I went into prayer. I said, uh, now, uh, what to say? You know, uh, say what? Say what? Say what? I, I said, what do I? And you know, uh, and we we value these opportunities to to minister to God's people because. When you stand here, you're in this position. You just want to fed so that God's word can arrive to the people. And this word came very powerfully. Just to give you uh, an idea of, you know, what may help you to see uh, where I'm coming from. Think of a God who in, in all his vastness created the universe. Scientists are barely able to decipher what's inside the belly of the earth. You know, they, they can only imagine what's beyond the planets that the telescopes can see. That same God who by his word created all of that and upholds it by the power of the word of his son. That same God has chosen you as a place of a board. Imagine that spectrum. A God so vast, so great, great to create his power unfathomable. That same God chose you as residence. That all your days in this earth, you are his vehicle. The scripture says in Amos, God cannot do anything on earth unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. In Psalms, the Bible says God has created the heavens, but the earth has he given to the sons of men. Praise the Lord. You, that same God, as the Bible says by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, talking of the Lamb, who was slain before the foundations of the world. A God that strategic, that big, and yet, yet, he has chosen you as his dwelling place. Think about it. How much do you know him? 
How much do you know him? Praise the Lord. And you see, so you know, the disciples walked with Jesus after resurrection. On the road to a mouse. When he spoke to them, they burned in their hearts. But they didn't recognize him until they reached their destination. And the Bible says they broke bread. And after they broke bread, and after he broke bread and they, they partook of the bread, instantly they did what? They were able to recognize him. Praise the Lord. During this season of a fast, you see, I know um, there are a lot of things that, you know, uh, many of us are believing God for. But above all, I pray, I pray that you will receive a revelation, a fresher revelation of God through Christ. That will determine the quality of your life in the spirit. It says, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. As we grow, look, <laughs> praise the Lord. As we grow, that image, that revelation grows. And in seasons like this, it's able to grow exponentially. In Second Corinthians 3.18, the Bible says, what we see is what we reflect. The glory that you see, that's what you are able to reflect. It says we all with open face beholding the Lord, the image of the Lord. You, you see, when we behold him, the veil having been removed. When we behold him, what do we do? We become like him. We reflect his glory. And all this is made possible by his spirit. Praise the Lord. A God that vast. <laughs> Yet he reduced himself to death on the tree. Just so he can find residence in your heart. Hallelujah. Oh, what joy. See, see, that's why I told you earlier. Oh, what joy it is for the saints to gather in the name of Jesus. What joy it is. And I'd like to add, what joy it is for you who is listening to me. That you are the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. The very Spirit that hovered over creation. Before God said, let there be light. The very Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That same Spirit dwells in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I like the way one man puts it. What, 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 is he, what is he doing in you? Is he powerful enough to save you? Make you his residence and fail to heal you? One time I was preaching 
to uh, some village far off in, in the jungles of Asia. And, and you know, because that's, that's the mode of transport they use. So, so they know, they know about the aeroplanes. So, you know, uh, and the Lord gave me that illustration to give to the people. You see, you, you notice many of us, when that aeroplane is taking off, when we look around and see how many people the aeroplane is carrying, hey, especially if you're in one of those big ones, you wonder, how will this thing take off? And then when you think of your luggage, which is in the undercarriage, and everybody else's luggage, which is in the undercarriage, you're thinking, will this thing take off? <laughs> and if it does, will it stay in the air? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you know, you know, when the aeroplane takes off, you know, there's that initial pitch, you know, to, to start flight after V2, okay, after takeoff speed. But somewhere along the flight, when the pilot, uh, uh, uh adjusts the pitch, it feels like the plane is dropping for a minute. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. So, is if a plane is if the engines of the aeroplane are powerful enough to make it take off, are they not powerful enough to keep it in the air? If God was gracious and loving enough to salvage you from whatever garbage heap you had been relegated to, has he now lost the power? To preserve you. The power to heal you. The power to deliver you. The power to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ever dream or ask or think. Hallelujah. That's what I bring to you today. The Spirit of the Lord is present with us. In us. Hallelujah. And, and what is he doing in us primarily? Revealing. You see, Jesus said he will not speak of himself. He will not speak of himself. What is he doing in us? He's revealing God to us. He's revealing Christ in us. But what kind of revelation of Christ do you have? When I minister to people who, I know many people who are uh, looking for miracles, you know, you know, life happens, life happens, and there comes a time when people need miracles. You know, people who want, who need, they don't have, they, they don't have a uterus, they need a baby. You know, I know people who, you know, you know, life happens, accident, you lose something, praise the Lord. And I often uh, tell uh, those people, I say, read the Gospels. Notice, sometimes I I say offensive statements like this. I say, this is not the time to be in Isaiah. Read the Gospels. Why? Because if you read the Gospels, there you will see Jesus. You will see Christ in the Jew called Jesus doing miracles. The seeds for miracles are in the Gospels. You won't find them in the epistles. 
And it will be very difficult to locate them in the Old Testament. Now, praise the Lord. Now, does that mean that you should read the Gospels only? I said, no, if you want a miracle. <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we are so blessed in this day that God has given us his spirit to reveal his son and to reveal God to us. So that we don't have a worldly view of him. Because a worldly view of Christ gives you a weak Christ. Most people you hear when they talk about God, you, you, you can tell, you can know. You can know that uh, the view may be inspired worldly. God has given us his spirit. Though we once regarded Christ in, in this way, which way? The worldly point of view. We do so now no longer. And that's what I pray for you. So that you will not any longer have a worldly view of Christ. Or a worldly view of God. When you have a worldly view of God, <laughs> your heart, your heart will have no hope. You will be sick. You have no hope. Because what you see is weakness. What you see is inability. You may fail to see the glory. The Bible tells us that this miracle did Jesus at Cana. In Galilee. And he showed forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. Why? Because they saw his glory. They saw his glory. Child of God. Precious saint. This is the season for seeing. The question is. Like God asked Jeremiah. What do you see? Some of us are, what do we see? When we see, we see death all around us. What do we see? We see difficulty ahead. What do we see? We, we, we see gloom everywhere. That may be an indication that you have a wrong vision. Well, that may be an indication that you have a worldly view of God. And you see, my point is, is this. If you have a good spiritual view of God, a good revelation of Him, that is faith. That is the real seed of faith. Praise the Lord. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Now, notice this. I want also to inspire you. I want to inspire you to, to, to prepare your heart for that vision. I, I, I want to, to, to get you to be deliberate. To ask yourself, what do I see? How have I known God? You know? Some of us may just have known him through the stories. Or we hear him. We hear about him. And what he's doing in other people's lives. That same God, child of God, is resident in you. Hey, praise the Lord. God in you. The Bible tells us that 
First John chapter 4 verse 13. It tells us that, that we have proof that we live in God. And God lives in us. And this proof is His Spirit. Now notice this. You don't doubt that. Absolutely. The problem now is, what kind of vision do you have of that God who lives in you? What's the vision? Do you see him in all, in all his grandeur? Or do you see him through intellect? You know, you see him, you know, weak, unable to save. Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes I get these visions. It's easier when, it's easier when I'm praying. There are things, the things that are so much easier to see, uh, when, when I'm praying and, and you know, when you come out of prayer, it can be difficult to put language to, to them. But I see inspirations. God big enough to create the universe. That big. And yet, loving enough to choose you as his dwelling place. Loving enough to make you his abode. Every step you make, that's God walking on the earth. When you stretch forth your hand, that is God stretching forth his hand. When you speak, as Peter says, let every, if every man, if any man speak, let him speak as of the oracles of God. Hallelujah. Oh, what joy. What a blessing it is. And no wonder, you know, the Bible says we are the recipients of the blessing that God promised to Abraham. You know, uh, certain people, when they read certain versions, especially that KJV, it brings us trouble. So we, when we read it in the old day, we thought we have, we have, you see, this is how we read it. We have the blessing of Abraham. You see, now when you say it like that, uh, people uh, imagine, okay, Abraham had many servants, so yep. You know, uh, one needs a big household. Abraham had many donkeys and many sheep. And, and so one wonders how that would translate to our day to day. But that's not the message, actually. The message is that <laughs> God has given to us the blessing that he promised to Abraham. And that is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. These are ideas to lift you. Ideas to strengthen you. Ideas for hope. These are facts that establish you in destiny. So that you are unshakable. And today, uh, I bring you uh, that idea so that you may come to a place of being unmovable. The word will show you what God is saying. 
and the world through all manner of media will show you what is happening. What will you choose? Your choice, which is your faith, is determined by your revelation of God. If God is big to you, what the world is saying to you, you will put in its place. You will appreciate the facts, but believe the truth. Faith. Faith is a product, as Pastor Noah likes to emphasize. Faith is a product of your knowledge of the qualities of God. When you know God, when you get a revelation of God, that product, it's automatic. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, what a wonderful season this is. I know God is lifting you. Bring you opportunities. I know God is taking you places uh, that you've never dreamed of. But above all, I pray. (laughs) See, your security is the revelation of God that you have. It's how you know him. If you know him from a worldly point of view, you will not, you will not carry hope to anybody because you yourself won't have any hope. And you know, when you don't have hope, people can hear your words. <laughs> they can hear your words. I've been, I've been to the hospitals. I've been to wards. Um, when you hear Christians, you know, you know, you can tell Christians who are in the power of will and they think they are in faith. And they're telling, you know, they mean well. And they're telling somebody, yeah, we're, we're going to pray for you. God is going to heal you. And you can hear. You, can, you see, if, if you're spiritual enough, you can know uh, there's no faith. Uh, forgive my, uh, forgive my, um, my uh, spiritual snobbishness. Uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but. The revelation of God is not cheap, precious sins. But I thank God that as, at a time as this, when he has provided us grace, that we may fast. Now it is perfect to behold. I'm sure, I'm sure most times uh, you see uh, Pastor Noah's energy and you're like, That's the power of revelation that's the power of the vision and and um and maybe sometimes you can see some of the things we say or some of the you know uh, some of the things even how we see life uh, it may uh, it may baffle so, look it's the vision when you see god well when you no longer regard christ from a worldly point of view Oh, you are ready to live. You are ready to live. So, today, I, I am here to bring you uh, help from the Holy Spirit. Seeds into your spirit. So that you may begin to search for bigger visions. Don't settle for what you've seen. Don't settle for what you've seen. 
There's so much, there's still so much that is coming your way this season. I pray that you will not miss the vision. God told Habakkuk, write the vision down. Write the vision down. In Proverbs it's put better, without a vision people perish. The quality of your vision determines continuity. The quality of the vision you have. You know, I like the, the, the message version of that same verse, uh, chapter, I think that's Proverbs 28:19. Yes, around there. 29:18 or 28:19, whichever. <laughs> when we cannot see what God is doing, we One version says we cast off restraint. Another version says we stumble all over ourselves. Our lifestyles are also an indicator of the vision of God that we have. What have you prioritized? What are you working for? What are you living for? Hmm. What do you want out of this life? What are you pursuing? Paul says, I fix my eyes on the prize of the high calling. He says, I'm not looking back. No, he says, my eyes are fixed on the prize of the high calling. He says, I want to know the man who arrested me and the purpose for which he arrested me. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Uh, I hope I'm not sounding uh, uh, strange. But there's more of God to do. You, there are many dimensions of God that you have not seen yet. And the dimension of God that you see will determine what you get from Him because it produces faith. If you discover Jehovah Rapha, you are ready to be healed. And you are ready to be an ambassador for healing. If you discover Jehovah Shalom, you are ready to be a vessel of peace. And to take peace to the nations. If you discover Jehovah Shama, hey, You're ready for his presence. You're ready to stir it up. And you're ready to carry that presence wherever you go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, so, you know, God is big. He's big. And he has given us his spirit to reveal how big he is. Whether in us or in heaven. And God is big in our situations. I don't know what your situation is. But God can be big in it. Or that situation can determine to be big on its own. Hallelujah. Though we once regarded Christ in this way from a worldly point of view. Now we do so no longer. I pray that this fast will establish you on an irreversible path. 
where you will never anymore know Christ after the flesh. We're talking about knowing Christ from an intellectual point of view. Christ from merely theological point of view. Christ from a rational point of view. You know, sometimes you, you can hear us and, and what we say and you'll know her. Uh, you know, mm, I praise the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. God lives in you. And the Bible says, He walks in you. I like when I studied that part in the Greek. It says, it means primarily, when He wants to do something, He starts with you, in you. Hey, praise the Lord. He's got that big in you. for the world to show himself off to the world before he heals you? Is he that big in you and withholding his peace from you? Is he that present in you and withholding his vision from you? The Holy Ghost. You know, a precious sense when we talk about the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, most people, uh, they just say, ah, you know, those things are for preachers. No, no, praise the Lord. It's for you. Uh, Peter said it's for you, your children, and your children's children. I'm sure as you've listened to uh, Dr. Arenito Moses and you, you've had his emphasis, especially ministering to you about the Holy Spirit. Peter had so much energy. He told Jesus, Mm-mm, you will not die. Even told him, what? If you're dying, we're dying together. He even suggested, I'll die for you. That, that Peter, with all that energy, just like most of us today, he didn't know who, who Christ was. He had no clue. If it hadn't been for the Holy Spirit revealing Christ to him, he would not have known. Even when he saw him at the Mount of Transfiguration, the Bible says Peter didn't know what to say. So he said, Master, shall we build uh, three tabernacles? One for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. Most of us can be that energetic. Be around the Christ. And miss the Christ. Uh, Nathaniel, when they told him, we've, we've seen the man whom the Bible talks about, the Messiah. And they said he's from Nazareth. Nathaniel said, Is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But when he came to Jesus, uh, when he had what Jesus said about him, he said, "Mm, you are a prophet. And Jesus told him, I saw you under the tree. Uh, Before they, before they they told you about me. But mm, one thing that catches my interest there, 
He says, oh, you really are a prophet. And Jesus said, eh, <laughs> you will see. You see, here are his descriptions. You will see angels descending and ascending on the Son of Man. He's saying you will get a revelation of who I really am. You've just seen the dimension of the prophet. You've not seen the way. You've not seen me the way. Here are the words of John. It says, the one who is coming after me, I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the laces of his sandals. John had a revelation. He, he knew the one he was a forerunner for. I praise the Lord. But all of this was the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Precious scent. Like to uh, in this season to awaken you to the wonderful ministry of the counselor in you. So you see, when I preach such a someone, it's not to bring, it's not to make you heavy so that you can start scratching your eyes trying to see. No, I'm just saying, look, there's a one in you appointed to reveal him to you. Mine is to awaken the desire. Jesus said in John chapter 7, he says, if any man thirst, let him come. If any man thirst, let him come. He's not saying, if any people are out there thirsty, I'll go out looking for them. You and me have a responsibility in attracting these revelations of the Holy Spirit. What I'm stirring up in your heart tonight is a desire. Maybe you've, there's all these things you've wanted. You want this, you want this. You've wanted everything but to see God. To know Him. To have a vision of Him. When you see men who stand with confidence and resist the storms of life, they have a vision. They have a vision. They saw something. They saw something in the world. You know, they, they can say, uh, like Paul, I know in whom I have believed. I know. And, you know, that, that's what I bring to you uh, tonight. Stirring your heart up. You know, um, we always need that focusing. Sometimes, as I mentioned, we look, we're looking for everything. Look at Mary. She was round about doing everything else. But there was one at Jesus' feet who had discovered the one thing that is needful. You see, what her sister was up and about doing, she was busy about everything. Good stuff. Look at the Bible talking about the multitudes that thronged Jesus. But none was able to draw from him. Maybe they were just, you know, they were just following him. They were observers of miracles. But one person came with intention. Intention. 
And you can have that intention to know God. To take your knowledge of God to another level. You, 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 can, you, you can say, God, I want to see you in more dimensions. Your heart can be, uh, there can be such a magnet in your heart for God. You wonder, you know, just to give you a, a quick, quick, quick idea of Christianity. Look, there are some of us who have the erroneous thought that God will do what he chooses to do because it's his grace and his sovereign. Uh, that is not true at all. Look at the theme of the Gospels. The theme is, be it unto you as you have believed. You can see our responsibility. We have a part to play in how much of God we can know, how much of his life we can receive, how much of his power we can experience. We have a role to play. When we talk about grace, we're talking about a mechanism that saves the world. Grace is an invitation for the world to come into the kingdom. But after we've come into the kingdom, now you start seeing things like the parable of the talents. Yes. To whom much is given, much is expected. You start seeing parables around stewardship. So that means you, precious sister and brother and saint that is listening to me, (laughs) you determine how much of God you'll ever know, how much of his life you'll ever be filled with, how much of his power you'll ever receive and put to use. You, not your man of God. Nope. You. And so in seasons like this, we want to stir you up. You know, I, I remember my old day, I was telling the people earlier in Bible study, in my old day, when I was still, uh, okay, if, when I say when I was still an Anglican, I sound like being an Anglican is bad. No, uh, that's not what I mean. What I mean is that when I didn't know much of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, so I would be uh, with the, uh, the Pastor Noah's and, and uh, Apostle Robert and Reverend Solomon. And I would wonder, what's all this energy about? Mufaji. Musaba, <laughs> you know? Praise the Lord. You see, I knew that little. I thought I had attained. I thought I was somewhere. I was, I was clean. I was a good person, you know. And, you know, uh, if there was anything like, uh, if there were Pharisees, I was a member of that sect, <laughs> you know. 
But I didn't know there was more. I didn't know there was more until we were faced with, with cancers and sicknesses that medicine has no solution for. Then we began to scratch our heads and ask the questions. Does God really heal? I praise the Lord. So, you know, God is big. In Ephesians chapter 3, let me uh, read for you some of the prayers that I would like for you to embrace for yourself. For this reason I kneel before the Father whom from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Mm. So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. You see, may have power. Together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled, yes, to the measure of all the fullness of God. Praise the Lord. You are in this season, season of fasting. Yes, um, such grace for the Holy Spirit to minister uh, to you, to catapult you uh, from the place of weakness to the place of strength. But more importantly, um, is such opportunity for you to know God in a way you had never known Him. It's that knowledge that facilitates your productivity in life. One day you have to die whether you like it or not. What do you want to be known for? Are you going to just be known for, I mean, you could say, let's say you could say you are some good engineer. Uh, does that count in eternity? You want to be known for, okay, we could say you had the, the best house in your village. Well, does that count for anything? I pray that the Holy Spirit will awaken you to eternity. So that you may begin to walk a life of faith. Aware of where you are whose you are, and who facilitates you. You see, when, 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 when you have that knowledge, when you don't have a worldly view of God and Christ, hey, you, the devils, they will dodge your house. But look, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not saying that because, you know, as, to mean that you'll have such a convenient, comfortable life. No, I'm, I'm saying that so that every day of your life, you'll walk in purpose. 
You will be filled with all the fullness of God. There will be a sense of satisfaction. You will know when you are about to sign out of this life, you will say, oh, I fought a good fight. I'm ready for promotion. You see, um, uh, that's what matters. Jesus told uh, the Pharisees, he says, you search the scriptures. He says, because in them you think you have life. But he says, it's me they testify of. They knew the scriptures and they missed the reality of the scriptures. May that not be your portion. I pray that as you search the scriptures, that you will see the reality that the scriptures are talking about. And I pray that that reality will become your reality. Scripture says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's another way to put it. Christ, what you see, what you know of him, that's what you reflect. When you see him in his authority, in his power, that's what you reflect. You'll have an upper hand over demonic powers and all the powers of darkness that roam this world. But above all, you, you'll be You'll have purpose in living. Jesus lived with purpose. He knew why he had come. He was aware. And so when the time was ripe for purpose to be accomplished, you see, he was aware. The Holy Spirit helped him. And he accomplished purpose. And you hear his prayer. He says, Father... Glorify me as I have glorified you. Praise. That, that, that sort of language may not mean anything to you for now. But I pray that that sort of language will become alive in your spirit. What do you live for? You live for him who died for you. And was raised up to life for you. And is sat at the right hand of God for you. That's whom you live for. Who, whose are you? You are his. But I pray that you can see him. Not from a worldly point of view. Not from an intellectual point of view. But from a spiritual point of view. So that life will be stirred up. You know, as Pastor Noah has been sharing about eternal life. What is eternal life? That you may know God. And Jesus Christ whom he has sent. That you may know. But you may be awakened, aware of who you are. But notice, before you see who you are, you know, you, you see, you see him. I like, you know, one, one old lady, Daisy Osborne. Uh, she said, yeah, Jesus came to show us us. You see, so when you see him, you know you. When you see him, you, you, you get purpose. You see. You, you receive impartations of energy to walk this life fearless, bold, and ready uh, uh, to be received by the Father in glory. And so uh, we give thanks to God for this season. Oh, what joy 
for such a season. Father, we thank you and we magnify your holy name. Thank you for the supply of your spirit whom you poured out upon all flesh. Thank you. Thank you. Praise and thanks and honor and glory are yours forevermore. Holy Spirit, we celebrate your presence. We reverence you. Thank you for every revelation you bring to our spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray any darkness may have been on our minds, may have obscured our vision of you. I command that darkness uh, to come off our minds in Jesus' name. Uh, any confusion and any distractions that are in the soul that had distracted us and obscured our vision of you. In the name of Jesus, I command them uh, cast down and every thought, prideful, prideful thoughts, prideful thoughts, prideful thoughts, I cast you down in the name of Jesus. Prideful thoughts that exalt themselves against the vision or the knowledge of God. I cast you down in the name of Jesus. It is given unto us to understand and to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Yes, and God by his spirit has revealed Christ to us and in us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that tonight, yes, there will be a clarity uh, in that vision, in the vision of your son, that we may behold your son. Because when we behold him, we see our freedom. When we behold him, we see purpose. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And tonight we consider him who endured such contradictions from sinners. And we will not be wearied in our minds. Father, strengthen your beloved sins in their inner man by the Holy Spirit. Strengthen them. Supply them. Yes, um, with strength from glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. For more information, call or WhatsApp 704 